0: I'm Jacob Woigt, the CEO of Catalytic, and this is Unbundled Boost, a series specifically created to boost businesses in South Africa by letting passionate and committed business people share their stories. In this episode, we're chatting to Prestige Immigration. We're chatting about visas, resident permits, and also immigration services. I'm very honored to be joined by uh, Christine Motau, Managing Director of Prestige Immigration Services. Christine, Welcome.
1: Hi Yaku, thank you so much
0: So we always start the show by our uh, guests giving us a little bit of a background of themselves How did you get to where you are?
1: Thank you very much for that um, Yeah, this is a question that I often get asked by my clients You know, when a person comes in, they want to understand So basically... um I got into immigration by doing articles at an immigration law firm after completing my LLB degree in South Africa. So obviously, you have to do your articles before you can get admitted. And this was an area of law that I had not studied at all. Um, I knew nothing about, apart from my own personal experiences, having had to apply for visas, for permits, permanent residence. So yeah, I got exposed to immigration law during my articles and I just developed a passion from there onwards. So I've been doing South African immigration law since 2005 when I started my articles. Okay. So,
0: so that's fascinating. So when you did your LLB and immigration law wasn't on your radar, what did you think you're going to do?
1: So after completing my LLB, I actually wanted to do articles in a convincing field. Oh, okay. Yes, so I had applied at a law firm in Pretoria for a post as a candidate attorney in a convincing firm and um the, the the partner there said he actually didn't have space for me. So then I said okay next best option let me just go for law school practical legal training, you know, because I just didn't want to sit after completing my LLB. So one day I was coming from the magistrate's court and um our, the the law firm was on my way from the magistrate's court. Then I said, oh, let me just pop in and say hi, you know, um see how they're doing. So when I went in, I saw the partner who had interviewed me the year before. And I said to him, no, I'm doing my practical legal training. I just wanted to say hi. And, and, and long story short, it's like, oh, by the way, my partner in the other department actually needs a candidate attorney, you know, in the immigration department. So then wow. at that time, I was doing my practical legal training. So I grabbed the opportunity So I had to do my practical legal training And do my articles at the same time And yeah, that's wow, a long that's, story
0: short That's amazing Yeah. Okay, so let's uh, jump straight into it So let's talk about Prestige Immigration mm-hmm. What does Prestige uh, do?
1: So Prestige Immigration Services Is an immigration business We are based in Centurion, Pretoria and um we help expats who want to come to South Africa to apply and obtain their visas and permits so uh we mainly help business uh, people, you know, people with established businesses in South Africa or people want to establish new businesses. So we help them apply for business visas. We also help high net worth individuals um, who want to invest in South Africa, want to retire in South Africa. Then we also help professionals, you know, those who want to come and work in South Africa as well. And then in the long term, we also help with permanent residence application. So we help with Inbound South African immigration, but not necessarily all visa types.
0: I was about to ask that question because I think um, probably if you take the the way the country is, normally when mm. you hear immigration, you always mm. think of people going out. But you actually yeah. helping people to come in.
1: Yes, we are helping people to come in, and it is obviously with challenges. I won't lie. Um, I mean we know What's happened in the past Two, three years With the COVID pandemic With the borders being closed Everything coming to stand still And then the riots Last year The floods Everything So obviously for business people For investors It makes them a little bit Urgy But still Within our business We've seen that There are still People who Actually believe In South Africa and, And what it has to offer So we we do assist Quite a lot of people You know In terms of Of immigrating into South Africa
0: That's fascinating And when did you start the business?
1: So it's a funny story (laughs) So I was a stay-at-home mom I think in 2012 And I was literally bored
0: (laughs) You were done, done with the articles
1: I was done with the articles and everything And I was at home And then I thought to myself You know what? I've gained immigration experience I'm here what can I do? So I actually started it in 2012. And when I started it in 2012, um, it was on a full-time basis, but also I was a full-time mom. So by then, um, I, I did a lot of business, but through word of mouth, no marketing, no nothing. And then um, pff, around 2013, 2014, I decided to go back into the corporate world for my own personal reasons. Then I parked it for a bit. And then... um I got tired of the corporate world. because
0: <laughs> <Once you, laughs> immigration already, is my
1: passion, to be honest. And you've faced
0: from, this entrepreneurial journey <laughs> already.
1: Yes. I t- tested it. So being in the corporate world, it, it did, you know, give me the, 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 the benefits and advantages. You know, I will not take away from that, but I think that entrepreneurial streak in me just wanted to come out. So, um, I left the corporate world just as the pandemic started. Oh,
0: great (laughs) timing.
1: And I thought, okay, let me go back into practice, into the law firm and do immigration in the law firm. But then it was just not it. The conventional law firm was just not it for me. Yes, I might be an admitted attorney and everything, but I'm not a practicing attorney. Mm. You know, then I decided, you know what, let me take the plunge. And yeah, 2020, April, that's when I started – Full time on my own. <laughs> and then, as it happens, I had a few clients that I had, and, um, yeah, it was really a leap of faith. And I had a few clients, like I said, who came on board with me. And as fate would have it, I had one client who had actually assisted with a business visa. And when I told the client that I'm leaving the law firm, I'm starting my own thing, he insisted, like many other clients, to come with me. And then, um yeah... Long story short, we are business partners today oh, okay. because he saw potential. He offered to coach me and mentor me because he helps with, um, startups and growing businesses. Okay. So yeah, Stephen is my business partner. So from May 2020, we started this journey together up to today.
0: Okay. Yeah. And then, um, you, you sort of alluded to it now, um, because, you know, if I take a step back, part of the reason that we do this podcast is specifically about, Small business or this entrepreneurial spirit that that we believe fuels the economy of South Africa and it's critical to job creation all of those things and you alluded a little bit to it now um but uh and the reason why you decided to start a business other than the entrepreneurial i assume you you realized that there was a gap in the market yes. comparative to i mean what would people do if the, if prestige didn't exist they would go to a law firm or
1: Yes, they can go to a law firm. They can also go to other, um, agencies, other businesses. There are a lot of immigration businesses around. Okay. You know, so, I mean, we, we're not existing and operating in isolation. You know, there are lots of people who offer different services. South African immigration is very broad. So you'll get other businesses that offer different types of visas, for example. Okay. Um, maybe if somebody wants a general work visa, they wouldn't necessarily come to prestige because we don't do that, you know. But then if you get, want a business visa, then you'd come to prestige. So we saw. Uh, 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 an opportunity in that Because like I mentioned My business partner You know I got him his business visa Then his permanent residency And from that We actually identified a gap You know In the market Where we can actually Help business people Because you know Foreign investors Coming to South Africa They are bringing in um, Investment in the form of cash You know uh, um, Machinery and equipment Apart from the investment They are also contributing To the economy Because they are employing A lot of South African citizens You know so we thought This is a good way to actually help You know expats Contribute to the economy and ourselves We've also benefited from This economy we can also give back In this way
0: so can I ask you a difficult Question uh, around that how um, How receptive Do you find that South African South Africa is for for Foreign investors Like this
1: I think From that, from my experience, I think depending on the nature of your business, they are receptive. Obviously there are industries and businesses where they're already flooded, you know, so it might be a bit difficult for an investor coming in a specific industry where they're already flooded and they're actually exporting those services. So it'd be very difficult to penetrate that sector and ultimately get a business visa but for certain industries you know they actually require foreign investors so for example in the health sector in the mining sector transport and logistics those are some of the key sectors where they're looking for investment so you'll find out that there are certain requirements that investor investors would ordinarily need to meet before applying for the business visa so for certain key sectors you know the 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 government is very flexible in waiving some of those requirements because they need those investors to actually come into South Africa.
0: And uh, and and uh, let's call it the the ecosystem. Let's not only talk about government. The ecosystem is receptive and understand the importance of bringing in this this much needed foreign investment. If you want to call yes, it absolutely. that, yes, absolutely. And skills, I guess.
1: Skills, um, investment opportunities in terms of employment and other businesses in South Africa, you know. So it's not just coming to do your own business in South Africa or your own career or whatever, but contributing to the greater economy, you know. So, yeah.
0: Okay, I'm glad you because sometimes you, I, I get the perception uh, or, uh, that we can sometimes be a little bit sort of uh, over-patriotic, if I can <laughs> use that as a euphemism. Yeah. So who's your typical target market?
1: Typical target market, it's the business person, who's either established a business or wants to establish a business in South Africa and is looking to get a long-term visa to be able to run their business in South Africa. Um Also our high net worth Individuals, those who just want to gain Residency in South Africa, There are people Who don't necessarily want to stay in South Africa But they want the benefits Of having permanent residency in South Africa So that is also our target market And then obviously they come with Families, so we also help with those families Then corporates as well We've got a few corporates oh, on yeah. our business yeah. Yes, it's been challenging Um, Like I mentioned, we started During COVID, so most corporates weren't bringing People into the country and also Realizing that you know you can actually work remotely, it was a bit challenging, mm-hmm. but now with things opening up, we are getting a few corporates actually coming through, you know, because they are now bringing people in. And then, professionals, you know, we've got career driven people, you know, who, who've got critical skills who want to contribute to the country. So, that is also our target market. Yeah. Um, I've,
0: I've heard that, like you mentioned earlier, like for example, because of the the breadth of medical experience that you can, that you can gain in South Africa. There's a lot of medical professionals that want to come from all over the world just to come and get the experience mm-hmm. here because, you know, the, um, so onto the more difficult questions. <laughs> um, so what are the major hurdles that you face in your business on a daily basis? And, and the reason I ask that question is, um, you know, we, we often talk about boost and, and it's critical that, the entrepreneurs that start their businesses that they um see it through. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, we start idealistically but we we, we don't know what the difficulties are, you know. Yeah. So I always uh, like to hear from my guests what the what the difficult things are that they maybe haven't considered when they when they got into business or or what's the environment like. What are those hurdles that you face on a daily basis?
1: Okay, so um, obviously, when I got into business, um, I had a business plan and everything. But the challenges I face today as an entrepreneur are actually not related to what I anticipated when I started the business. I would say, for us, as prestigious as any immigration business in the country, you know, it's trying to get back to normality after COVID. You know, as I mentioned, things were shut down during COVID that literally created backlogs everywhere in terms of pending applications. And then when things opened up again, people had to submit. So the biggest challenge is in timelines and processing and then managing expectations of people of clients you know so for me i would say that is one of the biggest hurdle you
0: yeah. know can i interject here because um uh, and i don't know if it's the truth but i heard for example people said that uh if you take new zealand as an example mm-hmm. when uh when they went into lockdown and those backlogs that that built up it's almost like they've parked those backlogs to take the, to deal with the fresh applications. Uh, what's happening here? Are we? Are, are they? Are they? Is it? Uh, come in line, and then you just work. How, how big are those backlogs?
1: The backlogs are huge, unbelievably huge. But it's not for lack of trying from the department. I mean, we really applaud them. <sighs> Um, I believe they've put together a task team to help, you know, um, adjudicate on certain applications. So I think they are trying their best. I mean, we're all trying to navigate through the new normal after COVID. So it's not like, okay, you submitted your application pre-COVID, they leave it. We're only dealing with the new applications. There yeah. is a system in place. So we're working closely with the departments, and for our clients, the benefit is that, you know, we keep them updated because every day there's something that's happening. And that's the next hurdle that I was going to talk about. You know, the ever-changing laws, the ever-changing procedures, ever-changing directives. And this is all in a bid to improve, you know, service delivery in this sector but in as much as it is like that, it also creates a lot of anxiety and confusion and frustrations, uh, with our clients, which we then have to manage as well. And it makes it a little bit difficult in terms of planning because you can start preparing an application with the current laws. By the time you get to submit the application, things have changed. Mm, you know, wow. so trying to navigate that and um, keeping up to date with everything you know that's really one of the biggest challenges in the space
0: and then um you mentioned our sort of sort of timelines what what is the typical timeline of uh, you know if somebody decide decided they wanted a business visa what, okay what how, how would that process work um can i can i come on a temporary basis and then wait for my visa or, or how would that work
1: so it will really depend uh, because there's different scenarios. Okay. I'll take a scenario of, um, I'll give an example now. Um, we've got people who've been operating businesses in South Africa over the past few years, On their Zimbabwe special permits I'm not sure if you've heard about those So now they have to migrate to the normal business visa So they're already running their businesses in South Africa They've got uh, what they call ZTP business permits So timeline-wise, you get someone who comes to us They say they've got a ZTP business permit They want to migrate to normal business visa So first step would be to apply Through the Department of Trade and Industry For a recommendation Because
0: Oh that's not outside home of fees you, Yes. Uh, oh. Yeah, for the
1: business visa it's quite a okay. complex process but not impossible to do. Okay. So even though they're already running their businesses here, they still need to get the business recommended before they can even apply for another business visa. Okay. So that process normally takes about forty five working days. Once submitted to DTI. Okay. And then once that's received, then they proceed to submit the actual visa application through the Home Affairs Department. And there we're looking at about three to six months, give or take. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, and, and I, and I assume from a prestige perspective, that is what you do. So you will go to the DTI and make sure that you get, tick all of the boxes and then go to the next one.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I I assume
0: if, if you wanted as an individual to go and try to do that on your own, you. They uh, could,
1: but they would it would be really frustrating i can tell you that we've helped a lot of people who've come back who've come to us who have tried it on their own and it's not because of lack of knowledge or understanding as i mentioned earlier Things change overnight. Yes. So if you don't know what's happening on the ground, you might submit an application based with on what's online, but what actually happens on the ground is kind of different. So the advantage with us is, apart from us being lawyers and knowing the law and how to navigate through that, we also regularly and constantly study and keep up to date with everything that's happening so even before if we get a client who wants a business visa for example then we've got good contacts you know we just call any one of them just get a bit of understanding in this sector if we haven't done it before just try and get a bit of understanding and then we prepare an application according to that you know so at least With our clients, they get that added advantage of making sure that the application is in line with, you know, the current practice.
0: And then if somebody – if you have a a client now that comes and he goes through the entire process and he establishes a business and let's say they want to expand now into into SADIC, Mm -hmm. um, uh, is that something easy to do from South Africa or is that also something that that – I mean, let's say they want to go do business in Namibia, Botswana Mm -hmm. or Zim. um, is that something that, uh, you guys would also help with or?
1: Not at the moment, but we actually have quite a few clients who do businesses, not only in South Africa. They've got a large network in the SADC region. So if you, if we happen to get somebody who says, maybe I want to do one, two, three in. And if I recall that, oh, I've got a client who actually has network. In this place Then we can always Link them up Okay But it's not that Something that we As Prestige right. Are doing at the moment Okay
0: Yeah um, Christine and then My last question is So if uh, We always try And make it practical mm-hmm. So if somebody Listened to this podcast now And they decided They, they need your services Or they think They might need your services mm-hmm. Where do they start
1: Okay, so we've got different platforms. Uh, we've got our Facebook page, uh, Prestige Immigration Services. Uh, we do lives, videos, we post there. We've got our website where we also update our blogs with any current matters. We've got our LinkedIn page. Then we've got our WhatsApp number, which is um, operational 24-7. Our WhatsApp number is 073 double five four six five six seven and then um we also have a a, a, a central info mailbox all the details are on our website. So if anybody goes on our website under the contact tab, they'll see all the details there. There's also a questionnaire that they can complete. If it's actually quicker to do it that way, then they get a first pre screening, which is free, okay. you know, so they complete their details. Then we pre screen from there and then advise them that you could qualify for this visa based on the information you've provided. Then once we've given that, that pre screening, then we take it further. Okay, excellent. To, yeah. I
0: saw that. Uh, I saw you've uh, like when you go to the website, that questionnaire pops up quite yes. it's So it's so easy.
1: <laughs> yes, it's so easy. But we often get people saying they're battling to submit the questionnaire. So if you if one doesn't complete all the fields, then it won't submit. Okay. So there's certain mandatory fields that just need to be completed. Then we get the questionnaire.
0: And then, based on that, uh, you will then get in contact and say, okay, Right, yes. you qualify for yes. this and this,
1: or you don't qualify. Where they qualify for a visa that we don't help with, we try recommend them to reputable people as well. Okay. So everybody who comes, they get help somewhere somehow. You know, either through us or we direct them to someone else who can help them.
0: Okay, excellent, yeah. Christine. Thank you very much. I, um, you know, since I met you recently, I've thought about it quite a bit, and like I said, you know, you the Embodiment of, of what we believe what, uh, boo should be, um, coming and, and creating opportunities for, for not only your team, but also for other people to bring investment and all that into the country. Mm-hmm. And that all, that's everything that we need in order to, to make this a prospering and successful place to live for all of us. So thank you for that.
1: No, thank you, Jaco. Thank you for inviting me on the show. And, um, yeah, I hope this was beneficial for you. I definitely and think anybody so. Anybody else who was listening?
0: <laughs> we'll definitely put your details yeah. out later today.
1: Okay. Thank you, Christine. All right. Thanks, Jaco.
0: Thanks for listening to Unbundled Boost, brought to you by Catalytic. A series that aims to boost business in South Africa. Please remember that you can listen to all of the episodes on the Cliff Central app or website. And then for added convenience, you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen. And if you want to know more about Catalytic, please visit Catalytic.zero today.
1: Cliffcentral.com